0: going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins In-Depth Podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. Thanks so much for tuning in. And after a couple of weeks of silence from the Dolphins after the firing of Brian Flores and their search for a new head coach, the Dolphins are back in the news, but <laughs> not for the right reasons. Uh, Breaking news coming Tuesday afternoon, um, a class action lawsuit filed by the former head coach, Floors, with him listed as a plaintiff and the Dolphins, the NFL, and the other 31 teams listed as defendants. We're going to break down all angles of this breaking news. We're recording just a few hours after uh, the the release of that lawsuit and that news. But first, uh, we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce this week's guest. I have David Wilson with me uh my colleague sports writer at the Miami Herald who is actually with me in Mobile down the we're hall, down, down, the hall. Down, <laughs> the, down the hall from the Hampton Inn we are uh, we're recording from Mobile Alabama where we uh, thought that we were here to cover the 2022 senior bowl and the dolphins uh scouting and looking at the uh, potential additions to the team but obviously this this breaking news uh takes uh takes uh the top spot right now so we're we're going to get right into it Brian Flores uh, again filed a lawsuit Against the Dolphins and the NFL, alleging racial discrimination. There's a lot of layers and you know yeah, aspects to, this. to to this lawsuit, but just kind of breaking down some 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 key aspects of the lawsuit, uh, which was a fifty page, uh, fifty eight page lawsuit filed in the United States District Court uh, for the Southern District of New York. Uh, Flores claims in this lawsuit that his, his dismissal from Miami was not really because of what owner Stephen Ross claimed was a uh, collaboration and communication issues but in fact a reluctance to tank during that 2019 NFL season as well as an unwillingness to quote recruit a prominent quarterback in violation of league tampering rules uh now obviously you all know that 2019 NFL season was kind of viewed as the quote-unquote tank season in- it was the
1: tank season yeah
0: yeah, in which they they finished five and eleven. Uh, uh, I don't want. I would say the tank wasn't really fully executed. No, uh, they they ended with the fifth overall pick instead of the number all overall pick, and they you no know, notably selected Tua Law. It was the tank for Tua, uh, season. Um, but Flores is in this lawsuit saying that he was also more or less bribed by Stephen Ross to tank. Uh, according to the lawsuit, Ross offered floors $100,000 for each loss during the 2019 season. Uh, we all know the Dolphins started off that season pretty rough, um, losing their first seven games before uh, winning three other final five games to, to finish five and 11 on that season. Ryan Fitzpatrick started that season and the team went to uh, Josh Rosen for a couple games, but then went back to Fitzpatrick. And, you know, that, that kind of interrupted the tank and kind of botched the tank in some ways. Um, uh, And in addition to this lawsuit, uh, it claims that Chris Greer, the general manager, actually told Brian Flores that Stephen Ross was, quote unquote, mad that uh, Flores' success in winning games was kind of compromising the team's draft position. Uh, you know, just just further laying out some aspects uh, of this lawsuit. It, it says that in regards to this attempt to recruit a prominent quarterback uh, after the 2019 season, according to the lawsuit, um, Ross pressured Flores to do so and he, and he recruit, excuse me, refused to do so. In the winter of 2020, the lawsuit claims that Ross invited Flores to lunch on a yacht where, quote, Ross told Mr. Flores uh, that the prominent quarterback was conveniently arriving at the marina. According to the lawsuit, Flores refused the meeting, left uh, immediately, and was thereafter quote-unquote treated with disdain and held out as someone who was non-compliant and difficult to work with. This is, this is-, that Very, succession. is- Very succession. Very <laughs> succession. You know, that part is definitely important to note, because, again, uh, Stephen Ross said that Flores was fired because of collaboration and communication issues. And in this lawsuit, uh, Flores is kind of pushing back on that. Um, Now, further, you know, adding to this lawsuit, um, as we all know, Brian Flores was one of the, the finalists and the top candidates to be the next New York Giants head coach. That job went to Brian Dable. But in this lawsuit, Flores is claiming that the Giants had already made up their mind in wanting to hire Brian Dable and that his interview was solely it was a quote unquote sham interview solely conducted to fulfill the NFL's ruling rule, which requires teams uh, to interview two external minority candidates for head coaching vacancies. Um, This lawsuit actually includes screenshots of text messages that Flores allegedly exchanged with New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick in which Belichick prematurely congratulated Flores on getting the job when he actually meant to correct congratulate uh Dable and according to this to this uh this text message in the lawsuit um he says I hear from Buffalo in New York that you're the guy hope it works out if you want it to um after Flores allegedly says are you referring to should do like a me?
1: dramatic reading of this.
0: <laughs> I got to change from my, my check Belichick Belichick impression. Yeah. My, uh but but floors later, or he allegedly later in this check text message change, chain asks him, are you referring to me or are you referring to Brian Dable? And Belichick check allegedly, allegedly says, sorry, I F this up. I double checked and misread the text. I think they're naming Dable. I'm sorry about that. Um, again, if this is substantiated, corroborated, those are really damaging pieces of evidence. Yeah, the text
1: Um, the texts are bad, and that's a paper trail there. Like that's that's what the crux of this whole thing is gonna basically be, right? Like that that's why this lawsuit exists. That is the piece of evidence they have uh that is pretty damning for the NFL and obviously for the Giants. Um And, you know, there's obviously a lot of other stuff that we're going to all get into, but that is the stuff that there's definitive, not definitive proof, because I guess it's secondhand, right? Like, it's, it's not, it's not like the Bills or the Giants accidentally texted him thinking... That he was Brian Dable It's someone there's the But th- there's the claim
0: There's the claim That the Giants Disclosed to third parties That they were already right. Going to hire at Dable And it's crazy Because it doesn't end there Flores in the lawsuit Claims that that wasn't His only sham interview Before He says that in 2019 Before the Dolphins uh, Hired him He interviewed With the Denver Broncos Or you know Quote unquote Interviewed with them In, in the suit It, it claims that uh, Bronco CEO Joe Ellis And then general manager John Elway uh, Looked completely Quote unquote Disheveled and it was obvious that they had been drinking heavily the night before. And it was clear from the substance of the interview uh that Flores was only interviewed because of the ring rule. That's that's what the lawsuit claims. Um, so that's a breakdown more or less of uh of this lawsuit. We we have a whole story, David and I, that we wrote um, on the Miami Herald website, MiamiHero.com. So if you want the full, full details um past what we've kind of broken down in this podcast, you can go to MiamiHero.com and read that. Um, but this is this is really. This is really damning. Um, the NFL has come out in in a statement and denied the allegations, saying that they, they're they're without merit and they're they've pushed back and denied them. The Dolphins have denied racial discrimination in their hiring and firing, or I guess they're firing, and, and as well as the allegations that they've kind of you know they they have there's some claims in terms of the integrity of the uh, of the of the game obviously with ross allegedly offering money to to throw games um i really don't know where to go from here what, what to make of this well,
1: so there, there's two <laughs> angles two directions i think we can go right one is is the racial discrimination part of it which is like the eye pop you know that's the headline right that yeah. that, that was that that's what the lawsuit is about um and it's you know a lot of stuff you know it's 58 page lawsuit and a lot of the pages are just kind of documenting the history of Uh, racial discrimination or or the lack of minority coaches and front office members and the entire lack of, uh, you know, a big part of what the the lawsuit gets into is the fact that there's no minority owners. Um, You know, it's kind of Flores, he's got the piece of evidence in a way that no one has had, I think before, right with that, that Belichick text Um, for, from the Dolphins perspective, I mean, the, the damning stuff in there is, is all the, 2019
0: season steven ross
1: yeah it's, yeah. it's the yeah. you know the the quarterback will get into um i the flores according to the, the lawsuit his hesitancy to meet with that quarterback was basically uh you know it would have violated the league's tampering rules uh he claimed i'm not tot- as well versed probably on the on the league's tampering rules as uh as you are or uh, obviously as, as flores probably is mm-hmm. um but obviously you know the number two headline out of here the first thing you know i we is wild afternoon, right? We're all sitting there at senior bowl and watching, uh, I, I don't even, I, I can't some, remember. Some of the, top, some of the top, some of the top prospects. Yeah. I
0: believe the American team, the American we, team we I think finished, was on the field. <laughs> and yeah.
1: kind of like all of a sudden, just like everyone you could kind of see, like was sort of looking down at their phones and reading through this lawsuit and we hightailed it out of there to, to get, get to work. Yeah. Um, but that was, you know, that was kind of where I stopped at, that I think it's, uh item number 14 in the in the lawsuit is the allegation that uh Stephen Ross was offering him a hundred thousand dollars per loss uh in the 2019 season. As you said, that was the tank season. Um yes. we've yeah. written it a million times. You know, if you go back and look at all the stuff we wrote back in 2019, it was like an open secret that uh Stephen Ross wanted to tank for Tua. And obviously it kind of became tank for Joe Burrow. And it's kind of it's uh coincidental ironic i guess that this is coming right after the right after the bangles make the super bowl with joe burrow uh yeah. the tank yeah. that, that, that that wasn't for the dolphins um but you know as i think barry jackson is our colleague has always done a really good job about writing about tanking and, he, he wrote uh, a recent yeah.
0: story about the, he wrote a recent story about just kind of how they botched the first aspect of the reboot, which was to right. complete yes. tank. And, and, Flores, and was thing- the, Flores was kind of given the force was kind of, uh, was kind of, I mean, you, it's kind of weird that Flores would be like, people would be mad at Flores for winning games, but Flores was kind of looked at enemy number one in terms of you yeah. didn't fulfillly fulfill this tank.
1: Yeah. So I I think the, the take has had a lot uh, of the time. <laughs> Sorry, you're frozen. has um, had a lot of the time is, you know, it's, it's, it was never been on the players uh, to tank. You can make a case it's on
0: the coach to tank. Um, I wouldn't even say it's really on the but coaches. it's I'd really on the, the front, GM. The front it's on the, the GM. office. And yeah. in, in that aspect, Greer kind of fulfilled his role in terms in terms of stripping down the roster. We we've detailed, like you said, um, trading yeah. away Laramie Tunso, trading away Ryan uh, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, just completely like stripping the roster of its high end talent. Yeah. So in that. Aspect yes, they did do its job. The front office did its job to quote unquote tank. But again, you can't tell me that when you know you get into the rigors of the season. I mean, it's it's Flores's first season. Yeah, you can't tank.
1: You can't tank. You can't. You That's can't. Cool. You
0: can't tell him to tank. Maybe Ross should have hired somebody that was on board with tanking. But yeah. I don't know how many head coaches would, would be. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So so I think that there is really. I mean, again. Law- lawyers are going to get involved i have a master's degree in legal <laughs> studies so i guess i can comment a little bit on this but i just just from plain just knowledge it's just interesting that i mean there was this open secret that they were tanking right um now Forbes is like essentially acknowledging it but saying that ross was kind of the leader of that um but that's a that's a legitimate legitimate issue about the integrity of the league and an owner that would literally pay off a coach allegedly to throw games um that's not the racial discrimination aspect of it but that's an issue in its in of itself um and again it's interesting that the nfl i'm sure they were aware of this lawsuit being filed it's interesting that they came out and they didn't say we're going to look into this. they said it's without merit and we're going to push back on it um so that's interesting uh but but again when we kind of Segue into the, the search for a prominent, or the trying to acquire a prominent quarterback, and the pressure that Ross put on uh on Flores to do so. That's also really interesting because we all know about this team's kind of flirtation with uh Houston Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson the reports, the rumors, the speculation of a possible trade that never came to fruition as he kind of um, still deals with his own sexual assault claims and, and allegations and whatnot. Um, there are some reports, I mean, I'm sure you all have seen it. There are some reports that Tom Brady was actually that quarterback. It was the winter of 2022. So after the
1: 2019
0: 2020. season. 2020. 2020. Oh, excuse me, the 2020 season um, that this, uh, this, you know, attempted meeting you know, took place. And again, if, if you all don't remember, Tom Brady was just finishing up, uh, I guess his, his final season as a yeah, Patriot, new, England Patriot, yeah. and he was set to be a Patriot in March of 20, I guess that'd be 2021 or so. Right. Um, so again, um, I you know, we haven't at the Herald officially corroborated those reports, but there are most reports that it was Tom Brady, not Deshaun Watson Um, in terms of the timeline that would tend to add up. Yeah, I think that that's also it's just really interesting how we have these kind of narratives and these reports about Ross and maybe his infatuation with Deshaun Watson at one time, um, kind of pushing his agenda on the team's top decision makers. Um, This is all allegations it's all in a lawsuit but it's just kind of crazy how some of this stuff all comes together uh but potentially you know i i do find that really interesting um you know because the lawsuit says that after flores refused to kind of you know um th- to participate in this meeting he was you know kind of relegated as all oh, the guy that's hard to work with and yeah it is notable that after his dismissal from the Dolphins, there were a lot of more reports about him just um, his personality just not endearing itself to people in the in the in the facility and in places of, of power and throughout the Dolphins organization. I feel like two things can be true. Again, these are yeah. these are allegations. Two things can be true that maybe Flores didn't endear himself. personality to other people in the facility Um, but maybe he also didn't want to take part in what he viewed as as tampering again these are allegations we we can't say for sure whether that did or did not Um, but again he's saying that this all played a role in this kind of um, narrative and this perception that he was hard to um, hard to work with. And in as we kind of lean into the racial discrimination part, he said that it kind of played a role in this kind of angry Black man stigma that he believes was placed on him um, in kind of the defamation of his name and his character after he was let go from the Dolphins. Um, so again, that kind of leads us into the, the, the back to the Giants aspect of this, where he believes or he claims that They were sham interviews with the Giants. Um, I I think that we can all say that the NFL still has a long way to go in its hiring practice and particularly diverse hiring practices. Um, Flores, we all know he did get that job in in Miami. He was let go. He's not only interviewed with the the New York Giants, but the Chicago Bears, the Houston Texans. He's reportedly set to interview uh, with the New Orleans Saints. Um, but but he's claiming that, again, this was a sham interview and in that the Rooney rule was, you know, was only, you know, in, in name only, it was kind of fulfilled. Yeah. Um, and, and he again, as you mentioned, he points to the fact that, you know, there is only one current black head coach in the NFL, that being the, the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, David Cully, we know, was fired from the Texans after one year and him kind of getting a raw deal there. Um, so again, this isn't really just about him. This is about big picture, trying to change the NFL's practices uh, of hiring diverse candidates in positions of power. Um, it really, really isn't just about him. He's actually supposed to speak um, on, on CBS, CBS's uh, you know broadcast or their their uh, I think it's CBS This Morning at yeah. seven a.m. Uh, Eastern time. I'm sure by the time the podcast comes out, that probably would have already already happened. Um, but this really is it, it, a lot of people have compared it to a, kind of a Colin Kaepernick situation where you're kind of taking the fall for, um, you know, a bigger cause. And he and he actually mentions that in in, his, in in a statement that he released. He said, God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football. But the need for change is bigger than my personal goals um, in making the decision to file this class action complaint. I understand that I may be risking coaching the game I love. So it definitely it's definitely bigger than him and what he's trying to trying to bring to light um, mm-hmm. and, and and change um and you know this is just the tip of the iceberg i mean again there's going to be lawyers involved this is going to be a right. long drawn-out process um and the dolphins are right in the middle of this
1: yeah i don't think we're getting a, a coaching hire this week necessarily uh for the dolphins after after all of this but yeah i mean there's so so the I want to go back uh to the the quarterback thing the the Brady speculation which which makes a lot of sense and as you were talking I remembered I I had totally forgotten about this but ahead of the Super Bowl in 2020 I covered like a Bloomberg event that that Ross spoke at mm-hmm. and I forgot he got asked about Tom Brady at that meeting and that was January 2020 which obviously oh, wow. is the winter of 2020 um and so I was trying to find it I pulled it up and his quote from that event was uh basically like why would Tom Brady want to come? You know, they knew they were in a, in the middle of a rebuild. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, let me find the quote here. Uh, he said, I heard he's going to be a free agent, but we're not allowed to talk to him until sometime in March. Uh, and we're now, we're a team now that's building. I don't really know why he'd want to come to the dolphins. So um, no, we've, we, we were actually just talking the other day about Steven Ross kind of sometimes honest to a fault. Um, you know, <laughs> who knows what's happening there. Uh, yeah. But you know, that's, those Brady rumors were real. So it's not like, it's not surprising that, that he was the guy. And, and I, you know, I have a lot of sympathy with Flores in the uh, not wanting to tank. Like I totally get it. You can't do that. And if that stuff is like, is proven to be true. Like Steven Ross won't be the owner of the team anymore. Like that is you, like it's obviously there's been a lot of like implied tanking over the years, but actually like bribing your coach to throw games. Like, is literally what he was doing basically if the allegations are true uh, i mean that that obviously just is <laughs> it's not something the nfl is going to allow um you know if, if i was brian flores would i have taken the meeting with, with tom brady in, in january of 2020 even if it technically violated the league's tampering rules yeah i probably would have but um i mean yeah it's 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 interesting you know the the What was the phrase? What's the the line? We keep saying collaborative and communicative Yeah, communication
0: and collaboration. And that was what that was.
1: And that's what uh, that's what they um, basically accused Brian Flores of not being. And, you know, in a way that stuff all proves this, that that. Like, yeah, maybe he wasn't. wasn't, wasn't lying about that. Maybe he, he wasn't didn't want to communicate and yeah. collaborate and it, some stuff that he intent. thought was ethically, exactly, ethically
0: right. just not right. Possibly. Um, yeah, so but, it actually I mean, backs
1: up a lot of what, yeah. what, uh, why the Dolphins fired him. Now the question is, like, they were firing him basically, according to this lawsuit, because he wouldn't break the rules, essentially, and mm-hmm. that that's where this what's what it comes down to.
0: Yeah. Uh, We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to continue to talk about this breaking news. Brian Forrest filing a lawsuit against uh, the Dolphins and the NFL alleging racial discrimination. Uh, We're going to talk more about what that means for the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, uh, as well as kind of their their search for their next head coach, which is obviously um, been put on. That's what we thought we
1: were going to talk about this week.
0: We We thought we were going to talk about about that that and Daniel Pulele. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But now it's uh, it's turned to Brian Flores. Uh, so stick with us. Uh, stay locked with us. And we're going to talk about that uh, on the other end of things. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The
1: Fall Guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix.
0: What's going on, everybody? Uh, We're still here with David Wilson at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, Uh, But we're not talking senior ball on this podcast. Uh, We're talking breaking news, uh, which is Brian Flores flying uh, the ex-Dolphins head coach, filing a class action lawsuit against the Dolphins, the NFL, and the other 31 franchises alleging racial discrimination. Now, I know in the first uh, half of this pod, we talked about just really detailing the the entire lawsuit and kind of some context around that. Um, And in the second half, I want to kind of get a little deeper into what's next now obviously it looks like the nfl and its teams are pushing back wholeheartedly on these claims the dolphins have pushed back the giants have pushed back um the nfl has pushed back i know i just saw that the broncos released a statement um, yeah I'm sure they, they've pushed back there um again i think that this is really uh I mean, I don't want to jump the gun, but this might be a landmark case for, you know, in, in terms of, you know, kind of sports in the NFL, um, because it really is not just about Flores, Flores, but him attacking the NFL's um, whole process of hiring and firing minority coaches. Again, he said in a, in a statement that um, he thinks that, you know, his coaching of a game of football is, is you know, it, it's not as big as kind of affecting change um Mm -hmm. and i I just kind of scrolling through twitter looking at everyone's responses uh, one thing that really stood out to me is that um this really does to me mirror the colin kaepernick case because um again i'm gonna put on put on my masters of legal studies hat and kind of just give my armchair analysis um there have been a number of of cases regarding um racial discrimination especially you know with lawsuits filed by coaches um whether that's been the hiring their firing or even um the, the adequate pay and just think in claiming claims that they haven't been paid um or they've been p- been paid at a disparate you know rate because uh because of their race um and you know there's been some successful cases there's been some unsuccessful cases um but when i kind of compare this to Colin Kaepernick I think we have a situation where that screenshot from Bill Belichick, which is the tip of the iceberg, and you have a situation where you could get a lot of people subpoenaed. Um, yeah. You have the discovery phase of the trial or, 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 or a case where, again, I think that that Bill Belichick text is just the tip of the iceberg because, again, um, they're claiming that the Giants disclosed to third parties that they were going to hire Brian Dable before they even conducted the interview with Brian Flores. So the Giants are involved in this. There's potential that the Giants could be, um, you know, their records and text messages and phone calls or whatever could be, you know, subpoenaed and, and pulled into discovery. Um, we have the Denver Broncos who in 2019 allegedly did a sham interview um, I mean, even the dolphins from which this this doesn't really play as much into the racial discrimination right. aspect, but just the fact that there was um, allegedly, you know, a, a payout or there was supposed to be a payout if Flores when Flores lost games, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that could start to you think he out.
1: accepted the mill. It sounds like he turned it down.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you accept, I mean, if you got one point
1: one million is what he should have gotten for losing. If you you accepted the money,
0: year. if you, if you <laughs> accepted the money, I'm not sure he would have been following suit with this lawsuit. So I'm going to assume I'm going to assume he didn't accept it. And then he's kind of putting himself out there. But again, if there was any type of paper trail there yeah. where uh, you know Ross maybe indicated to him through text or whatever. Again, a lot of stuff could come out. And when you look at the Colin Kaepernick situation um, where he sued that the NFL and his franchises were blackballing him from playing after protesting racial um, inequality in America. um, That never we never got to discovery phase, really, where a lot of uh, a lot of text messages and stuff came out. And that was really kind of the fear that people thought the NFL would have. Like, we don't want all of our dirty laundry coming out. And eventually that case was settled.
1: Right. It's kind of so, like what happened with the Gruden thing, right? It, where it, it kind of, it's part of this other, like the NFL really has tried to make sure more leak. that was out of the uh, WFT case, right? Like teams have really tried. Correct. The league has really tried to make sure more of that doesn't come out basically. And yeah. this, what did was, was really, really damning. Yeah. And not for, not necessarily for the team they were investigating.
0: Again. So I'm just kind of looking ahead and I'm saying in terms of, um, in terms of Flores's ability to win this lawsuit, um, he notably he didn't really he didn't specify like exact he, he he's suing for damages like unspecified damages that I guess the court would uh would would decide um, as well as wanting to uh, you know impact some some changes to the NFL's hiring process firing process and whatnot to try to ensure more di- more diversity. I'm not sure if like he's going to win in all aspects of like the racial discrimination suit because unless there's a clear paper trail where the where the giants were like yes we're going to hire brian dable and and before they interviewed brian flores unless there's like that clear-cut evidence i'm not sure if he'll really win that racial discrimination lawsuit because in a lot of these cases just from my experience reading them like you have to you have to, you have to prove that you're in, in your individual case, that there was like direct attempt to not fulfill like the ruining rule. Like you, you were just doing it just because mm-hmm. you already had your main mind up. Like that has to be yeah. like in a rioting. Yeah, like, I, I don't know in a court of law, if they're going to kind of like, like connect two and two, and just to say, okay, we're going to assume that's the case. I think you have to have the clear evidence right there that um they, they wanted to hire this white coach instead of this black coach but again i think big picture you can see a situation where maybe flores doesn't win all aspects of this suit but the nfl is so caught up in this situation that you know it's again it's just another stain on the shield and they have no choice but to take some more steps yeah you know, again, this is just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, this, this, this lawsuit is not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and this is really going to take, take a top precedent uh, for the senior bowl where, where we're at. You definitely. Know, we're, we're definitely going to continue to cover this um, this lawsuit and what comes out of it. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, right so, now?
1: so a couple of things. One, yeah. You, as you mentioned, like the, the uh, tanking and the tampering stuff, like, that's stuff that's ultimately probably not – I mean, I don't, you're, you're the legal expert here, but uh, <laughs> it seems like that's stuff that's, like, not going to come up in whenever this, like, hit, hits court, right? That's something the NFL has to figure out by itself. Um, it's a, like, ultimately, it, it paints a bad picture of the Dolphins, um, but it's not – like, they didn't break any laws. They broke NFL rules potentially, but didn't break any laws. Yeah, um, Unless, you know, they're – throwing games could be, like – you know, because if you I mean, body, I, I think you, that definitely so. I
0: think I mean, the NFL yeah. was like a private entity. So yeah. I think that that would I, I think that, again, I think that the tanking aspect of it and his reluctance to do that and how he alleges the organization and treated him afterward. He thinks that that all played a role right. in kind of this like, quote, like, again, the lawsuit says this angry black man stigma that he says that a lot of black men face. Um, yeah and that's that's all kind of tying into what he views as racial right it's his pain in 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 one his big picture. right
1: exactly fire um rainer. a couple other things that were interesting to me uh, charles robinson from yahoo uh reported a couple hours ago uh they've spoken to two coaches who believe they have the receipts to be part of the class uh, action lawsuit so you know like you said there's gonna be more of this um yes the other interesting thing is like like i said the the text messages with belichick are ultimately hearsay but like they're gonna ask Bill but, Belichick but, but, to testify. But again,
0: but again, that's uh, that's I believe that's the only piece of like actual right. evidence that was gonna put ask, in this lawsuit. Like, they're
1: gonna ask Bill Belichick to testify if this gets to the courtroom, right? Exactly. He, and, they have and, to know how he figured that out. You know, yep. Brian. I, I don't know. I don't know Brian Dable at all. Um, you know, he's an offensive coordinator. Like he's not. But he said. But he said he
0: heard as as from as, people in Buffalo. Yeah. and but New is York.
1: Brian Dable going to be asked to testify? And possibly. I don't could. know. Would he tell? whatever happened like or is you know is he gonna he's worked for the giants now is he gonna just kind of plead the fifth and sit back or if there was some wrongdoing is he gonna help expose it you know there's, there's a lot of elements that are still out there um and you know the, the like i said the text messages are are that that like that it broke the seal, basically. Uh, yeah, because that was because that was
0: again. That was that was. Only you needed one that one piece, evidence, piece of but evidence. That was a very yeah. very. It's hard the piece most of evidence. You know, I
1: think I think everyone with like a sense of how the world works and how the NFL works knows that there are sham interviews basically for Rooney Rule candidates, right? Like. The league requires you to interview two minority candidates for every hook. Coach external, right? yeah. I mean, there, there's been
0: an update to the Rooney Rule where prior, yeah, it was just you had to interview one min- yeah. minority candidate, and a lot of teams were just kind of getting the random running backs coach. Yeah, exactly. Team. And I, I think, I think, uh, I think it was it is it Deuce Deuce Staley who was Deuce a former. Daly the Eagles? Yeah. yeah, exactly. So the yeah, so so I think, think you external. see.
1: Yeah, so like I, I think, you know. And this is—it doesn't just apply to the NFL situation, but you know when people do job interviews, you you interview more people than like you're probably really considering. Maybe one of those guys is going to blow you away, but you know the NFL for a long time, like you just look at the numbers, they haven't taken black candidates seriously. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of bad white coaches around. There's not usually a lot of bad black coaches. <laughs> like yeah, if, I mean, if they're I mean, they're bad, they're done. Yeah, and, he, you know, in that lawsuit, is,
0: Flores he pointed to that. He pointed. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to think. The Arizona Cardinals former head coach. Um, who he said, I think it's was it not Wilkes, he's the general manager, but I I have to check. But he, he just pointed to the fact that prior to Kingsbury, Cliff Kingsbury, the uh the Arizona Cardinals head coach had one season with Josh Rosen. Yeah, Wilkes. Yeah, okay. Was it is it Steve Wilkes? Steve Wilkes, yeah. yeah. Steve Steve Wilkes had one season in Arizona with Josh Rosen. Yeah, C- David 5-11. Culley, obviously he was fired this year. Yeah.
1: yeah, David Culley had the same thing in Houston this last year, overachieved, I think, by most people's standards. Um or expectations. I mean, he won. He retired. won five games. Or so yeah, exactly. That
0: was just as bad as that Flores roster. Yeah, it was really a pretty similar
1: situation. I mean, Flores obviously, I think, overachieved for two years. maybe underachieved a little bit this year. But you know, had the first you know back-to-back winning seasons for the Dolphins in almost twenty years. Um, you know, it's it's like telling whenever you say like, there's Mike Tomlin, but like Mike Tomlin's one of the five best coaches in the league. So like that's yeah. that's the standard um, that the NFL has set. So Again, like they got a lot that they're going to have to prove if they're they're gonna, he's going to win this lawsuit. Um, but again, I'm sure Brian Flores, like when he files this lawsuit, he's hoping he's going to win. But I think, you know, I think I think
0: he, he kind of sees the bigger picture in that. Guess, yeah, in that it's statement. interesting. Like
1: you said, the, the unspecified damages are, are part of what the lawsuit actually is. But he's also seeking some changes to the hiring process. Yeah, And, so and I don't, I don't know some of those. Yeah. Like can I don't even know can the federal can a court, so, court enforce yeah, that, but I am that's I'm like not sure. a Bill, if you do this, like that's a great step, is kind of what yeah. he's I, saying. I,
0: I mean obviously this is this, be be a, this is a this is a complaint, and you know, there's different aspects of the of the complaint. I think that part of that was kind of the the, the show in a sense to say hey, um you know, I, I'm seeking these damages, maybe some monetary compensation, but also, again, I'm looking bigger picture. And while the court might not do this, I want to bring the light that these right. issues, uh, the, these certain measures should be implemented. One thing I'll say is I think that while the NFL has, again, denied the claims and said that they're without merit, it doesn't help the NFL's case that there are there's only one black head coach in the NFL, Tomlin, and out of the nine coaching vacancies, this this cycle and one
1: Hispanic head coach, we should say that one Hispanic coach, too.
0: Correct. Correct. And then I think um, I, I guess I feel we'll bad stop.
1: that Ron Rivera kind of gets lumped in with the just the
0: bland wall of white guys. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but, I, but I think I think a lot. Yes, of, but that same point. I, yeah, exactly. For this for this situation it's the fact that again when 70 percent of the league is black um yeah. only one of those 32 coaching jobs is filled is filled by a black man that, that's just the real root of the issue right there yeah um it doesn't help the nfo's case that out of that four of the league's nine coaching vacancies have been filled by white men um with even with the reunion rule saying each of these nine teams have to interview two black candidates so far almost half of those openings have been filled no, I mean no black coaches. No diversity. And really, the only black oh. coach
1: who you know, I, I, Mike McDaniel is, is biracial. But other than that, the only like uh, Leslie Frazier, I guess, has been candidate for some Demi- of these jobs. D'Amico Ryan's
0: never, was was. Those one. guys
1: have never felt like they're like the. These guys haven't been reported as front runners for any of these jobs. Exactly.
0: Right?
1: Quite, yeah. So, so it really,
0: the NFL. I mean, again, the NFL is going to say what they what they have to say, what they want to say, but it doesn't help their cause that, um, you know. Flores is pretty much saying that there's continued issues and inequalities and with the hiring process, the firing process. And the NFL can't even like point to the product and say, Oh, well, you know, they can't even point right, to the yeah, product yeah. <laughs> and say that, that that's, uh, that this is kind of unsubstantiated. Um, obviously the, this whole lawsuit kind of clouds over the Dolphins current pursuit of a head coach <laughs> while Flores wasn't, obviously Flores wasn't, claiming any issues with this hiring is was more about his firing um it does again cast a cloud over the dolphins uh coaching search i mean we were going to kind of talk about this to begin the show until right. uh, until um this news came out but there were some reports on monday that the dolphins had interviewed uh san francisco 49ers offensive coordinator mike mcdaniel a second time uh for their opening um those reports were not corroborated they were actually untrue um the dolphins have yet to speak with mcdaniel again um 49ers coach mike shannon or kyle shanahan Actually, told reporters Tuesday that McDaniel's is going to speak with the Dolphins on Thursday. Um, a source told me that Chris Greer is actually in Mobile right now for the Senior Bowl. So obviously, the attention and
1: Brian is, Flores in Mobile, you yeah, Brian Flores
0: that. is as well. I was supposed to interview that,
1: with the Saints yeah. on, on Thursday, right?
0: Was the report, yeah, one, one, Wednesday or Thursday? But yeah, I was who actually, knows if that's? I was actually told now. that he was on he was on somebody's flight to <laughs> Mobile. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts here. Um, we kind of joked about it earlier, I, I guess it was yesterday, that uh, that would really suck if the Dolphins announced a hiring of a, of a coach uh, while we're in we're Mobile. In Mobile. Yeah. I don't think that that's, that's happening happen right now. Um, obviously, they're, they're going to continue to do their work in terms of scouting at the Senior Bowl and uh, looking for a coach. Um, but it definitely seems like a really... Bad time if you want to if you want to announce that. Um, again, I think that the Dolphins still have to kind of do what they do and and you know kind of keep it business as usual as they attend to um what will develop with this lawsuit. But I wouldn't. Yeah. I'd be surprised if there was a announcement at least this week. I think they might yeah. kind of hold off. Uh, hold off in terms of the, the PR the PR look of it and all.
1: Well, we got to see what the I mean, the NFL like you said right away was just like no merit to this, but. I don't know. If they're not like looking into some of this stuff specifically, like I said, like the well, it's a, it's racial roster, discrimination, yeah. the racial discrimination aspect of it, that'll be the courts. But like I said, the couple of things that are violation of league rules, like
0: you would think that they're they just would, not I mean, going to look
1: into the tampering or they're just not going to look into the uh, allegations of, of throwing games. Like, yeah, I mean, this wasn't
0: like this was not stuff
1: that would affect like, you know, Stephen Ross, like I said, his if that stuff is true, he's not he can't be the owner anymore. Um, not yeah. not necessarily the tampering. The tampering would be like you lose draft picks probably, but
0: but in terms of you know, offering to pay a coach, yeah, to, to yeah. throw
1: games, that would be he would not be the owner anymore. That's like it's like Pete Rose, right? Like yeah, it's, you can't game one baseball. You can't throw games, or truly sure Joe Jackson, <laughs> right? Like. It's been the one s- rule in sports for a hundred years.
0: Yeah. You can't like <laughs> pay or implicate yourself yeah. in paying to kind of sway games. The one thing I will say about the NFL, and I'm not defending the NFL at all. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be the last person to defend <laughs> the NFL, but the one thing I'll say is this is a lawsuit. It's different right. when they're, yeah. it'd be different if there were just reports of this coming out and the NFL could say, we're looking into this, um, with the nfl coming out right. so quickly to deny it it's obvious that this was brought to their attention they were aware that this was going to be filed um they may have done some due diligence in, into looking it up uh, i'm not sure but they were definitely clear of this i mean there's there's yeah i don't think the nfl is irresponsible enough to completely uh deny r- reports that they're not aware about as soon as they come out so nfl was aware of this and now that it's a lawsuit and they've kind of had the the time to be informed about this. i think that's why you see the denial but again when you talk about potential tampering potential influence of games or paying to any, any type of insinuation that you're paying because of the outcome of a game, the NFL has to look into that despite whatever denial that they may have. Um, And it's going to be interesting to see how much the NFL talks, how much they respond, how much the dolphins may respond to any of this. I mean, again, we haven't spoken to anybody, any top dolphins officials publicly, uh in a news conference setting since the team fired for us. The last person to speak was Steven Ross. Stephen Ross, yeah. Um, we have not heard from Chris Greer since the season ended. Um, I don't anticipate we're gonna hear from them maybe until we, once we hear about a new coach being hired. Um, but again, there's gonna be, I mean, I'll tell you what, the first news conference with Chris Greer, there's gonna be a a lot of tough questions and a lot of hard yeah. questions. Yeah, yeah. yeah not about not only about Forrest's time about and how it ended but just the overall tenure um, and just how they went about that 2019 season and whatnot. Um, so I mean one, one thing we we've been joking about it really since I, I joined this beat but uh, <laughs> they this team keeps things interesting. They do yeah. they keep things interesting. Yeah they might not they're, always they're win, perfect Miami
1: match. team they're just like a per it's always something.
0: No, most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, well, that actually uh, brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins in depth podcast. You don't want to oh, talk man. about Daniel Philale? Oh, man. As much as I love six foot nine, 380 pound <laughs> lineman who can move and block. Can he coach? Uh, man, he he might, he might have to (laughs) at this rate as much as I'd love to talk about that. uh, We might have to shelf that for another week. Uh, Again, breaking news, Brian Flores, ex-Dolphins coach filing a lawsuit against the Dolphins and the NFL alleging racial discrimination. Um, This is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, Of course we have uh, uh, already a bunch of stories detailing it in uh, the various angles at Miami Herald, MiamiHerald.com, And I'm sure next week, um we'll have a lot more to discuss yeah. regarding that uh but until then i can't say uh enjoy enjoy the week i mean i know the super bowl is this week i'm not sure how much dolphins will be able to enjoy it between joe burrow playing and uh this dolphins news um but we will be back next week uh, yeah to discuss uh the latest developments with that the yeah CEO- you know it's going to
1: be the the main you know it's going to be a big talking point at the super bowl next week when well, when all these coaches and players are being interviewed and, you know, uh, tomorrow morning, I guess we'll, we'll get to talk to Dan Campbell and Robert Sala, you know, they're going to be asked about it. So <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to, there's going to be a lot of this over the next week or two and a nah, you know, whole off season, probably
0: not nah, most definitely. I mean, this lobby I mean, into lawsuit, So this, this could stretch for several, several months, potentially yeah. years. I mean, I I'm just, just speculating, uh, but again, uh, at the Miami Herald we'll have um, it covered from all various angles. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. Uh, You guys enjoy the week, and we'll be back next week to talk Dolphins. Take care.